0: So Tom Sessions, you're on with Delia and Jess. and Candice. And we are here live at Dairy Queen, one of the newest casual spots in Itaewon. We love it here. Oh, yeah. You should come by and check it out if you got time right outside of Itaewon Station. That's right. You guys have been listening to us for a few episodes now, and we really just wanted to take some time to properly introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about our lives here in South Korea. All, All right, right. Let's do it. Question number one. Jazz, yes. how long you been here? I have been in
1: living in Seoul for about seven years. It's a long time. It is a long time, but you know what? It feels more like four years. Mm. Like when I think back, I got here in um, early 2011, and I'm like, dang, it's 2018 already. Like I can't believe it's been seven years, but. It has. Time goes
0: fast here in Korea. After yeah. That first year. It's like a the, time warp. It's a it time just warp sucks then, you in, and It's then. like the land of the lotus eaters. <laughs> I, I say that all the time. Like. Yeah. I've been here
2: about five and a half at this point now. Dang. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah.
0: That's good though. I think I got if we put those together. (laughs) (laughs) You have seniority, Candice. 13 13 good long years. Yeah, that that first six is is a blur. (laughs) Yeah, but for you it wasn't all at once, right? No, it was the five and then after that I came back and did the rest. Yeah.
2: So where are you guys from? I mean, you know, we're not all from the same place. So where are you guys from
0: originally? All right. I was born and raised in St. Louis. S T L the S T L that three one four over there totally different
1: <laughs> for us. I remember when we used to listen to Nellie and you would go hard and I'm like, Oh wow, they really do. Uh <laughs> <laughs> do support his claims. <laughs> Y'all really do support him out there, okay.
2: I am from New York, uh, Long Island. Born and raised in New York. Mm. That's where I'm from. All right, New York. New York. Uh keeping on the east coast. Slide on
1: down to VA and you'll find me there. Hi. <laughs> so, the three of us, we've been friends for a little bit, yeah? Yeah,
2: yeah. about what, five years or so? Three years? So, yeah, you guys are one of the first people that I met kind of a couple months after I even came to Korea. So I've known you guys pretty much the whole time I've been here. Mm. I remember, I don't remember meeting you
1: for the first time, but I remember just being friends. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I remember that Christmas where the three of us were um, at Holy Chow. We had Chinese food for Christmas that one year. Mm. And we have pictures together. And I'm like, oh, Dee, she's just (laughs) part of the crew now. Like, we just, we
0: hang out. Yeah, yeah. How, think, why did you guys? We met Jazz, and I the, circa
1: 2011.
0: We were yeah, on a bus. It was a group of us on a bus, and Jazz was laughing all the time, like the whole <laughs> bus ride. I was like, "Dang, you laughed a lot." She said, "Laughter. You can't separate me from laughter." Yeah. <laughs> and so after that, I was like, "Okay, we friends." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's basically it.
1: No, so, I remember that day too. Yeah, and we just been rocking with each other ever since. Pretty
0: much. It's pretty good. So my. Question is how would you describe yourself and your role you play in this this friendship this trio of ours?
1: I am I'm the chill one the cool one calm and collected <laughs> at most times. <laughs> I'm proud. I feel like I feel like I'm the neutral one. That's
0: cool. Oh, do you what you think? Is she neutral?
2: Um. <laughs> I would say that she's she's probably the calmer of the three. I will, yeah. I will agree with that. Okay. You yeah. are the calmer of the three of us. Laid back. Uh, yeah, definitely more laid back. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But? but <laughs> you have moments. <laughs> you have moments, I feel like, where uh, you definitely... You definitely go a little harder than, than the two of us in some aspects, mm. I would say. Okay.
0: How about you? How would you describe yourself, do you?
2: I don't know. I'm curious as to what you guys would think. I think a lot of times I'm, I'm just a voice. Probably a voice of like truth. I don't really. My filter is definitely down with, with y'all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I say my mind, I, I speak what I
1: feel. You don't sugarcoat. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. a sugarcoater. Yeah. So. That's mm-hmm. at New York. That New York be coming out. Mm -hmm. That's true. The accent changes a little bit. Yeah, dude. (laughs) It is that that voice of truth. That voice or that eyebrow raise is gonna be like, "What you just say? You need to rethink that."
0: And Candace. Candace I don't know. I think, you know how you think you one thing, and then... And then, and then people I tell I you that goofy, you other? You know, so I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've been called a lot of things. Some things <laughs> to my face. <laughs> no, most things to your face. Yeah, I'm not really sure what role I play. I don't know. I think I, I tend to um, be the loud, goofy, silly one. And I'm the one who's like, no, I don't have any restraint. So I'm yeah. always the one to go too far, too fast. And yeah and then dial it back later oh uh, and then and then i call you and you dial me back
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i like it because it balances out our energy like yes. the three of us we're like a solid triangle we kind of like balance each other out
0: yeah, yeah absolutely so i <laughs> question to that because i think one thing that is very commonly mistaken about black women particularly Mm -hmm. black women that are expats is um their level of like assertiveness or aggressiveness you know that like strong black woman Mm -hmm. presence would you describe yourself as a strong black woman and if so like what does that mean for you i think that
1: means a lot of things so like that strong black woman phrase or label, whatever, I think it has a positive connotation and a negative. Yeah. So, like, for me, the positive thing is, like, okay, I am, like, the type that knows what I want. In some sense, like I'm a go getter if I see something, like I can be that side of me that's like goal oriented. Mm-hmm. And I am the one to be like supportive, holding people down, like making sure everybody's okay, like strong in that sense. Mm-hmm. But then the negative side, the way people flip it is like, it could be like, oh, you heartless, like you don't have any emotion. It's too more on attitude. like, yeah, too much attitude, like, oh, mm-hmm. she hard, she don't, you know, she got RBF, resting bitch face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of that is unintentional like yeah that can be how I come across but that's not my heart you know and yeah. when people get to know me they're like oh wow like I thought you were like
2: this but actually you're like this yeah. you know. Yeah. that's I true digest. I think that's I think that's a valid point like the the idea that our culture and media has about strong black women mm-hmm. um usually kind of leads to the negative you know mm-hmm. but there's there are different kinds of strength. And I think that as females and as black women and just as human beings, we tap into different layers of strength on a daily basis, you know? Yeah. And so you can be strong in lots of different ways. Like I can be strong for my little kids when I'm teaching them. And they come to me with a boo boo, like mm-hmm. that's a form of strength, and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm proud to say that I'm a strong black woman with for my students in my classroom, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's another layer of strength when I'm with my family, and there's another mm-hmm. layer of strength when I'm with my friends, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a layer of physical strength, emotional strength, like there's all kinds of strengths. Yeah. And and so I like to carry the strong black woman. Um, like title, you know. Even when I'm crying, you know. Even when I'm emotional, even yeah. when I'm going through stuff, like I still have that strength within me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we if we identify and we kind of recognize that strength doesn't mean hardness. Like, mm-hmm. That's yeah. not what strength necessarily is. It yeah. can be. It can be within that, but that's not all it is. Yeah. Then I think that that mantle of strong black women woman is something that I probably will will run with. I'll carry that. Yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. So valley cross. Mm. I don't know. I think because I'm, I'm always a little bit older or in a position where I have to be more responsible, then I carried the negative connotation of a strong black woman mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. It meant that I couldn't show weakness, that I couldn't need, that I couldn't lean on anybody, that everybody could lean on me, that I would absorb um, the fear and the pain and insecurity of everybody else so that they would be stronger. And even yeah. like my, how I live my life is I just want everybody to be okay. I want yeah. the world to be okay. Yeah. And then only recently I'm starting to realize that there is strength and weakness that's Strength in me saying, Hey, I need you, mm-hmm. or I need you to be more so that I can not have to be so much. Um, yeah, like reaching out more. Reaching out, yeah. yeah. And that it's okay for me to cry or for me to lean. And mm-hmm. then that's also a sign of strength. But mm-hmm. I'm still working on the positive side of what that means in my own life. I don't have that worked out yet. Yeah. Yo, let's talk a little bit about the fact that we live in Korea. Yeah, these myths that come along with it. <laughs> let's do that. Some so, of these FAQs from back home yeah
1: so for me I I mean I know for all of us like when we decided to move (coughs) abroad and specifically to Asia and even more specifically to South Korea South Korea South (laughs) Korea Seoul um, a lot of people had their presuppositions about Mm -hmm. what that means and what that looks like and how that would impact a black woman's life so like there are a lot of FAQ's that we all get right before we leave the States to come here Mm -hmm. and so yeah the first question oh you're going to korea okay the good one or the bad one wait north korea you going to north korea and it's like at some point you just start to be like yeah north korea (laughs) but for you guys what were some of the faqs that you got before you made it out here
2: I think for me, my family definitely had the same concerns, the same questions, friends that I had had the same concerns and questions, and didn't realize, I think just people didn't realize that Korea, South Korea, was a first world country. You know, yeah, so exactly. Things, you know, like, just like life things, you know, what, what will you do in this situation? What will you yeah. do if you get sick? What if you do if you get hurt? Um, yeah. So concerns for your safety and health. Yeah, concerns for your safety and your health, where yeah. are you going to live, like, all that 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 kind of thing, you know, and then even just the differences in, um, you know, can you walk around at night by yourself as a a female, is that going to be okay, so it was a lot of, like, safety concerns that that I think family and friends had, Um, but then it was also, you know, questions, a lot of questions that I get even now after living here for so long are questions like, you know, what do you do... uh, what kind of products do you use with your hair, and how does all that kind of stuff go, and um, just different things? I mean, when I first came out here, I came out here, no lie, with a small suitcase of toiletries because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was what was going to be here and what wasn't, you know. And I knew that I needed to at least be able to take care of myself for as long as I, you know, you know, take care of myself before I could come home again and my like, restock. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: like that. That used to be the thing. The restock the thing. is everything. I, I used like, to have restock a whole empty suitcase you know? just so I could pack it with Walmart's finest with- <laughs> Good, Thanks. yes. Now, exactly. don't, we, we don't have to do it so much we don't anymore. Do it so Yeah, much there's a lot of foreign products here. There's a here. lot of foreign products here, a lot of international shipping, a lot of stuff. Kind of going back to the national security issue, mm-hmm. that's
1: a huge thing because the media back home, like CNN, they blow it up every couple of months that, you know, North Korea is going to bomb mm-hmm. South Korea and the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, all in one fell swoop. Yeah. And so people are really concerned for our safety living here. You know, and I think what people don't realize is living here, walking through the streets every day. There's no concern whatsoever. Mm. How has your family reacted over the years when things have blown
0: up in the media and when things have escalated? Mm. That's a good question. For me, it's, it's been a long time, right? Like my family has had to deal with the the escalation i don't know news yeah. for like 13 years and so mm-hmm. now they're at a point they'll just message me yo are you okay i'm like i'm good hey, <laughs> good yeah but before my mom would call my like, girls come come home it's time it's right. time and i think they even they have taken on the, the general attitude of the south korean public whereas mm-hmm. okay that's just the news but it's not that it's not that serious
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty much the same for my family you know initially my my family was very concerned, and you know it's time for you to come home. Make sure you got your passport on you at all times. Yeah. Which, you know, and like you said, Jazz, when you're on the ground day in day out, you don't feel you don't feel the urgency as much. You know, you know yeah. that it's there, and you're yeah. concerned, and you're paying attention to what's going on, but you don't feel it on a day-to-day basis, and so I Mm -hmm. think that's. after a while, your family starts to understand that, and they give you also that
0: space, and they know and trust that you'll say something Mm -hmm. when the time comes. Right, when the time comes, you know, so... How's your family been doing? When I first came to Korea,
1: I had family here. My brother served in the military for a number of years, and he was stationed here with his wife and kids for two years. Mm -hmm. So when I came, it was a little different. It was less of a concern of baby girl moving abroad, mm-hmm. out in the middle of the world by herself, and more like, okay, she's got people to settle with, my brother and them picking up from the airport. So it was more, like, kind of sturdy for me to move here. I had more support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that, my family has kind of, like, eased into that. Like, yeah, sometimes they are concerned about, you know, the safety mm-hmm. issue, but overall it's been more of a, less of a, a shock or a huge blow. Mm-hmm.
0: Were you relieved when you found even other black people here in Korea? Of course, yeah.
1: So that's another question. Like, they got black people over there. What (laughs) kind of food they got? You got any uh, cornbread, collard greens over there? (laughs) I think what people don't know about Seoul is like the expat community here is actually quite large. Yeah, And there are a number of black people from all over the world here. Mm-hmm. and so even that in itself is comforting
0: it's like you walking down the street you see another sister or brother you're like "Yo, hey, what's yeah. up what's up <laughs> it's also I mean we talked about the security thing we have a lot of American military bases here yeah. in Korea all Korea, which have a lot of African American people who serve so you see a lot of people that look like home yeah. and talk like home yeah mm-hmm. And that's comforting. That's yeah, that's comforting. Especially here where we where we're having this chat right now. I mean, looking out the window, I see I can count about four, five black people right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's pretty diverse. Yeah, this area is very diverse. So Agreed. they do have black people here in Korea. <laughs> black people exist more than anywhere. us. We getting out, y'all. We're really <laughs> But coming out to Asia, you know, a whole
2: other continent on the other side of the world, Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the culture shock that you guys experienced when you came out here? Wow. For me, it's the population.
1: (laughs) Like, I've never lived in a big city like this before, but I would, like, I visited New York a couple times in college, and I'm like, man, I love this. I love the energy. I love the hustle and bustle. So moving, the thought of moving to Seoul was like, okay, I'm going to get that. Like, I'm going to experience that, like, actually living in a big city. But when I got here people pushing me around and elbowing me everywhere I go. I was like, hold up, this ain't what I thought it was going to be, you know? <laughs> but, um, I, I love the energy of this city. I do. It's young. It's, there's something for everybody. The vibe is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like logistically trying to walk down the street, trying to get from place A to place B. Mm-hmm. It's like, move out of my way. Don't yeah. touch me. Put a little bubble around
2: me. Like, you know, it's, it's very crowded here. Um, I mean, yeah, people are moving around and there's it's very busy. Um, but even in that, you still get a lot of people who will look at you and you know maybe even take the time to ask you a question. And if they're confident in their English, even just a little bit, yeah, you know what I mean. Like go try they They go for it. Yourself. Yeah, and if you use true. Korean a little bit, then they're like, oh my gosh, you're so good with your Korean. Like how long yeah. have you been here? And then they just want to ask you lots of questions. Yeah. And so I like that too. It was kind of startling for me at first to be like, wait, everybody's talking to me. Wait, what do yeah. I do? You know? Yeah. But that's it's just a lot attention you know kind of they're intrigued by us as as we are by them yeah
0: yeah what's keeping you here
2: Honestly, the people. Yeah. And, and I mean, like
0: the expat community and
2: the Korean people that I've met. I yeah mean, I've met a host of great people here um, that I've just enjoyed being able to do life with for mm-hmm. these last five and a half years. Yeah. And I love living abroad. I love being able to experience a completely different culture than my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's opened up a whole host of things for me as a, as a person. Yeah. Um, to be able to understand different people in different ways of life. And yeah, so I mean, I think that's probably why I just continue to, to stay out here because of the people that I've met and the experiences that I've had it's been really great yeah you know
1: For me, especially at the life stage that I was in when I first moved here, like fresh out of college, 22 years old, um, I was very bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and like (laughs) ready to see the world and like, you know, explore and have a different experience of working here. I did my master's program here. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's been a lot of things I've seen and experienced for myself personally, but also a lot that I've been involved in. What mm-hmm. about you, Candice? What has kept you here? What's kept you um, coming back? Yeah, yes, you said for you more. Left, left, <laughs> left back, came
0: back. Yeah. Uh, when I came, the economy in Korea was was pretty strong. And the US dollar was strong as well, so I was making mm-hmm. a profit off of my income. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that would last forever, I thought that was just how <laughs> life worked, so I, my money was making money and yeah. at that time I was fresh out of college and it was just, it was a sweet deal. It mm-hmm. was a really sweet deal. Yeah, I think why I stay is that it changed while I was here and the energy here is so bomb. And Yeah it's a new energy it's yeah. a new vibe like mm-hmm. so now I don't teach anymore I'm working on a startup venture and that whole like startup expat community here mm-hmm. is so inno- innovative and energetic yeah. and free Yeah, like mm-hmm. they are free to make mistakes and free to help each other I didn't know that I would find a community like that especially not in Korea but mm-hmm. it's, it's thriving here it's a beautiful yeah. city to be a part of right now yeah
1: there's something very different about the people who live here, the expats yeah. who live here. Even, yeah, the, the expat, expat community is it's very large, it's very fresh and energetic. People are so creative here. Like yeah. you meet people from all over the world from Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, yeah. the States, the UK, I mm-hmm. mean you name it and it's it's been so cool to interact with people from all over and to just learn about their cultures, to learn about, yeah. to kind of have an exchange mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. face-to-face. That's been an unforgettable experience for me.
0: Okay, so I think the last question is probably the most common question you get from people who don't know what your life is like, what do you eat over there? <laughs> like, what do you
1: people over know there? two things. They know rice and kimchi. <laughs> right, if
0: they know that. Like, I, yeah. I didn't know about kimchi, until so I came here. <laughs> So Jazz, what do you
1: eat over here? What's food like? You know what? For the first... Two years that I lived in Korea. I struggled so hard with the food because I hated it, mm. but I also lost a lot of weight because I wasn't <laughs> eating and I was walking everywhere. So I was like, ooh, But I couldn't keep that up. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I have I probably have a love hate relationship with Korean food. Mm. It comes and it goes. Like sometimes I'm like, man, like this bulgogi, this kimchi, like all these chicken dishes. Of course, I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorites are like japchae, mm. noodles with vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, I love chicken anything. I love dumplings. I love kimbap which you know in America we call it sushi. It's not really sushi but it's like rice and seaweed. Mm-hmm. Um, I stick to the basics but kimchi is really good for you and I do eat it every day at school.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah how about you julia what's food like for you
2: um i mean i didn't know much about korean food before i came out here so i learned everything kind of on the spot and i mean like jazz said for the first couple of months i didn't eat too much once i kind of got familiar and every day i would go to work and i would go to school and you know you just you kind of eat what they give you um and i didn't i didn't want to know the names of things and i didn't want to know what was in it because i wanted to like it or not like it based on how I felt like it tasted and not based on what they said the name of it was you know Mm -hmm. I think my favorite Korean food um, it's probably
0: bibimbap, which is like a mm. rice bowl with mixed like vegetables and meat yeah. mixed in. Oh yeah. my gosh, I love that so much. Do you much. have a, the cold one or the hot one? The hot bowl? The hot one. The hot one with rice. Ooh, yeah, the hot, hot one sauce. is good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love
2: that. And then, like, takawgi. Uh, mm. That's like another one of my favorites. You know, yeah. I really love rice. I yes. think that's the Caribbean in me. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> the Caribbean in me grew up on rice and peas. What about you,
0: Candace? Um. I was going to say I think bibimbap is like a safe one for me just the mixed vegetables and rice That's the first thing I ate when I came here mm-hmm. because the red pepper paste you can add it as much or as little as you, you True. need it True. Yeah. and I wasn't able to eat spicy food when I came here so mm-hmm. before I was eating bibimbap with no pepper paste okay. and then it had like a little bit and then a little bit more and now I just be like squirking it if my rice ain't red then it ain't spicy yeah. that. that's my go to I think that's yeah. always going to be my go to I know we
2: said we were wrapping it up and I know <laughs> we're gonna go but dang y'all like I really wanted to ask you guys about the dating scene out here in South Korea uh, you know what whole, though you know that's what? a whole nother I episode think, I think we're gonna have to do that one next y'all <laughs> yes. have to stay tuned <laughs> yes. to next week's episode where we, break down. we <laughs> have stories <laughs> for days oh, yes. Here for
1: us yes, in South Korea alright next time Thanks to all our listeners. Please tune into to the other episodes if you haven't heard them yet. And stay tuned for next week's juicy details about the dating scene here in South Korea.